0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the Penny Spounds podcast with your host Kia. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Monday! I hope you guys are having a great start to your day. And to add to that joy and sentiment for you today, I have got another amazing episode. If you are looking to gain control of your finances, like this is the year that you've told yourself, "I want to get better with my finances. I want to start building my wealth." This is the episode you need to listen to. And I've got an amazing guest to help me do that. Guest, who are you?
1: Atto, or AKA Savvy Wallet. A lot of who, people who. call me Savvy Wallet, actually. What do you says. prefer? You know what? I don't mind, actually. I'm, I'm happy with each, with any. I mean, people know me online as Savvy Wallet. Yeah. So I think that's quite cool because it's a bit of a unique name.
0: It is savvy mean, wallet. Funny? Yeah, being savvy with money. Where did that where did that name come from? Because whenever <laughs> I think about how I came up with pennies to pounds, there's always a little mm. story behind names. So where did your name come from?
1: You know what's the funniest thing, right? Like I could show you. Like I had a note. I had notes of names. So savvy wallet was actually it was just on notes. I didn't oh. actually it, it didn't just come to me. I like, literally I was just thinking of like different names. Actually, what was another one I had? I think something about treasure or something really? like that. Really? Yeah, I can show you after. Like, <laughs> it's mad. I have like. 50 names, and then I was going through it with my friends at work, and I was like, I said, Oh, I think I like Savvy Wallet. What do you guys think? They said, yeah, yeah Savvy Wallet, Savvy Wallet nice. 6. So that's how that's how we came up with the name, to be honest.
0: It's a good name, and you've yeah. got good branding with it. Thank so I'm you. I'm a big fan.
1: Thank you. I mean, it took a while. Did it? It took a while for me to get that branding. Yeah, I mean really <laughs> This is gonna sound mad, yeah. Go on. My original logo, my first logo. If anybody, if anybody scrolls back to uh, Instagram. The first. I hope you know that in this post, in this yeah. video,
0: I'm going to scroll back, and we're going to see. Scroll it. back. I we're haven't hidden. It. I
1: haven't hidden nothing. Okay. That logo, I made that for free. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on Namecheap. Yes, made I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, I made oh, it for free, mad. completely free. Now, okay, now my logo, now I paid for that. Yeah. I had To you know, get it. Yeah, yeah get it. Like, okay, cool. Less, I actually have a brand, but the brand colors, all of that, did it for free.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. But I think that is a good example of just getting started. Yeah. Because I think if you worry too much about has got, got to be perfect. You're never going to start. Yeah. So I like the fact that you just went ahead, you just created it. And then when you had the time and you said, right, this is, this is the right time yeah. now to invest.
1: You did that. I mean, do you know what I mean? I, you know what? I think at that point I was a bit tired of just thinking, thinking, thinking. I was like, you know what? I just got to do it. Like mm. you said, action. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah.
0: I love that. And We're going to be talking about putting action behind mm-hmm. our words today. Yeah. Before we get there, I want to mm-hmm. ask you, personal finance and especially mm-hmm. investing, is a lot about what you talk about yeah. on your platform. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you do have your own podcast as well. Yeah. But... How did we get there? Also, mm. how, what was the journey that mm. led us to where we are today?
1: So, you know, it, for me, I feel like I always think about uni because uni was probably the point where I wasn't that great with my personal finance, to be honest. And I, I would say m- maybe most of us that went to uni probably wasn't that great with personal finance. I had a, you know, student loan like everybody else. I had an overdraft like everybody else. But the difference with me was I, re- I was very silly with my overdraft. I ran out, I had about, I think it was about 500 pound. I ran that up and then I ended up not using the account, but I didn't read the terms and conditions. And what mm. they were saying was that I had to pay my student loan into that account to yes. keep it active. And I didn't do that. So because I didn't do that, they were like, okay, cool. We're closing the account. And then they put me into default and I was like, what's a default? And then I didn't realize until years later when I wanted to, um, I wanted to basically get a tablet on credit that that impacted my credit score and my credit report. And it was on my credit report. So I was like, yeah, like then I was like, okay, cool. Like, okay, how do you kind of get out of this? And there was no way to get out of it. Obviously I had to just keep it for there uh, for about um, six years. And then really from then I was like, okay, cool. I I got a bit more interested in credit. How to to improve your credit score. I also realized as well at uni, (laughs) maybe a few people did this too. I also maybe missed a couple Of uh, mobile bills too? No,
0: I was the same. Don't worry. No, I was the same. Yep. Uni was tough and you had to make decisions. Do I want to eat or do I want to go out or is it my phone bill? And I said, maybe they can wait every so often.
1: They can wait a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that, so that happened to me. And then I think for me it was like, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. This is actually having an impact on me. I want to, you know, get a property, right? That was, that was one of my goals, right? I want to get a property. Okay. How do, if I want to get a property, what I need, I need good credit, Right. If I want to get property, I need deposits. I need to start saving. So it it got to a point where I was like, okay, cool. Let's start saving little by little. And to be fair, I did start with a lot. I think I started with something like 100 or 200 pounds a month. Oh, good. Then I got better, better started. I got up to a point where I was saving about 50% of my income. And to be fair, it's because I was living at home. That was very important. I was living at home, but at the same time, I was... Not doubling, but increasing my salary 20 to 30% Mm -hmm. every two, three years. I was moving jobs every two years for like the first, I'll say six years of my career. So 20, 30% Mm -hmm. pay rises and then continuing to save. And I think when I got to, at what point? I think I saved about, this is how I knew I was getting good with money, right? I Mm -hmm. saved about about 14, 15 grand, right? And I was still living at Mm -hmm. home. So I was like, okay, cool so you've got it patterned up now. Now you know what you're doing with it, right? So I was like, okay, cool. I had, I had moved jobs. I was like, okay, at this point, let, let me move, move away from home, right? Uh, and the reason for that was because, look, I needed more creativity space. Yes. I needed you just some space. Give do free. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I could afford it. I felt like I was disciplined enough. I felt like I had the habits. My credit mm-hmm. score was good. And for me, it was almost like a bit of a challenge. Can I, you know, can I now get to the next step? And then at that point, lived, lived there for a few few um, years. Again, increased my salary again by 40%. Was continuing to save, continuing to save. Moving out. One thing I, I will say to people, don't move out prematurely if you can. Ooh, and I that's a good piece this. of advice. Yeah, stay at home for as long mm-hmm. as you can. Um, me, you know what's crazy? I've probably, I think I've moved out like maybe... 26, 27. Okay. So I stayed at, stayed at home for a long time. Yeah. You know I mean, I wish I could have, I wish I, I wish that I would have stayed for longer because really? if I stayed longer, yeah, I would have bought my house probably two, three years
0: mm.
1: sooner because as soon as I moved out, that depleted a lot of my savings. Yeah, of I had course. to, you know, furnish property, had to get movers in. Just, you, and you get a bit excited. What happens is you start just going to Ikea, you start getting crazy, and then you get this spending bug. That is very hard for you to stop. You're just in that kind of mood, like, okay, I'm shopping at Ikea. Let me get some new clothes as well. Let me get some new training. You You start going crazy. Yeah, so I depleted my savings quite, quite a lot because of that. So, yeah, I would recommend stay at home. If you can stay at home to your 30s, look, there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. No, no shame in it. I mean, and who cares at the end of the day, right? It's
0: true. If you've got the money and it helps you with your financial situation and you're lucky enough to stay at home, I feel like, That's something that's not always pushed. I remember a while back, I think I made a tweet like that. And I Mm. said something like, if you're in your thirties and you live at home, great. Mm. If you're in your thirties and you bought your own property, great. If you're Mm. in your thirties and you're you're renting, great. Whatever your situation looks like, it's actually fine. There's no shame in it. And I think some people came to me and said, how are you pushing that people should live at home? How can you say that? And I said, I don't understand. Like if you can stay at home, Mm. like me, myself, I still live at home with my, my parents, right? And I know that that allows me to, keep working on my business. It allows me to be able to save more and anyone who knows me and follows me knows that I travel a lot. Yeah. Especially this year. It allows me to be able to fund all of that because I'm not having to pay rent elsewhere and pay yeah. for bills. I think it's good to hear you say that. It's very refreshing to hear you say that.
1: Yeah, you know what? I and that, that's probably what I would have told myself as younger. Stay a few more years. And I always say to people, look, mm-hmm. if you can stay at home, defo, stay at home. But you know, fortunately I still managed to, to meet meet my goal. So so moved out for a few years, kept on saving, was still quite aggressive with my saving. But at the same time, I was still increasing my salary, right? And then in 2019, just before the pandemic, fortunately, I managed to buy my, my property. Amazing. My first house, right?
0: Congratulations.
1: Um, and then at that point, I was like, okay, cool. I've actually gone from a journey of, you know, being bad with mm. my money, having terrible credit, all of that stuff, to the point where good credit good with saving, bought my first property. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it it was like a complete 180 turnaround. So then I was like, okay, why don't I think about teaching other people how to do this? And my idea was, oh, let me do, let me, you know, start a YouTube channel. That that was the idea, right? But I didn't, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I didn't really have an idea. All I was like, I just want to teach people about what I've learned, budgeting, improving your credit, stuff like that. And by virtue of that, I was like, okay, cool. Need to create an Instagram page. And then, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. And we're here. We're here. On the Penny's the Fire podcast. Here we are. (laughs) You
0: just dropping the gems. And I'm Mm -hmm. so happy for you because I think, I I feel like I've seen your journey and your growth, especially with your podcast now. Your podcast. Thank
1: you. The takeoff experience, people. Listen to it if you're not already listening to
0: it. Amazing. I just feel like you're on this trajectory Teaching people and being able to showcase some amazing stories. So I yep. think you're doing absolutely amazing. Thank you. Talking about investing now mm-hmm. and investing into yourself, that looks many different ways, but right now we're going to talk about the finances of it. Yeah. But overall, I mm-hmm. want to ask you how important do you think mm-hmm. investing is for individuals? So, whether that's investing in their money, investing mm-hmm. in themselves, how important is investing? For individuals
1: very important i think that's gonna allow you to ultimately do whatever you want to do right so for me right initially it was investing in my education but how i did that was through time right i could have probably potentially saved on time if i knew somebody there oh we had the Penisive podcast back then right we didn't have it then, <laughs> didn't have right it then. so if i had that right that probably would have accelerated that so i did i did invest in myself but i spent time to invest in myself rather than rather than money so I'll say it's very very important because it managed to get me like I said from a place of lower credit etc to a place of where I wanted to get my own property have my own space and stuff like that so I'll say that investing in yourself is very important now investing from a finance point of view I would say that's equally as important because you want to get to a point where not that you're no longer working for your money but you have other streams of income right it's just very important to have other streams of income to give you for me really my goal in life is to get to a point where you know financial freedom i also like traveling too right yes Ready, I, I just got back from paris last week how's paris paris is lovely yeah paris was lovely it was amazing nice a lot of people there but you know we did get to go to a few places but yeah no it was it was nice i'm going to barbados um april Amazing. Potentially going to Malta and Greece. So I, oh, I love that. Oh, nice.
0: I'm going to Thailand on Thursday. Is it? Mm, so you see you see what traveling. I'm saying,
1: right? So investing and getting other streams of income is going to allow you to do these other things, right? At the end of the day, right? Because obviously I've got my main income, but yeah. I've got, I'm also investing on the side, right? And in the future, what I want that pot of money to do is to basically pay for my lifestyle. So it's got that importance that it can help you, you know, achieve what you want or help you achieve financial freedom.
0: I want to talk to you about some Mm. myths. So whenever I talk about investing, there's always things that people believe to be the truth, which is what hinders them from actually investing. So I've got some, we've got three myths here and I want to see if we can dispel them for people listening. So the first one Mm -hmm. is, do you need to earn a certain amount of money to be able to invest and become wealthy? Is that something that you need to have already in the pot? Do I need to be on like 50K Mm. before I think about investing to become wealthy?
1: Yeah, you know what's funny, right? And it's such an interesting thing. I think like we're in a time, 21st century, where like there's no better time probably than now to invest because it's become way more accessible. Back in the days it wasn't. It was elitist thing, right? It's only mm-hmm. the rich that could invest because they had the relationships with bankers, right? So do you need to earn a lot? No, you don't. I mean, you can invest from as little as one pound mm-hmm. these days, which is crazy. You know, we've had we have some of these great apps that has democratise, you know, investing. So there's there's so many different types of apps. And we probably, it depends on this if it's on your questions. but there's so many different apps that allow you to invest from as little as one pound. So no, you don't have to earn a lot to start investing.
0: Brilliant. Love that. Second myth. Mm-hmm. Is wealth only created through inheritance? I feel like we see a lot of these, celebrities and their kids who have loads of wealth. And obviously it's from their parents who are wealthy or their grandparents. Is that the only way we can become wealthy just through inheritance? Because not everyone has that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I I understand why a lot of people might look at, you know, wealthy people and the rich and be like, yeah, I'll never be that. I can understand that. Um, but at the same time, I would say to those people, you know, there's, you know, even if you're wealthy and You're not good your money. There's there's loads of stories of wealthy people.
0: Who lose their money.
1: Exactly. So if that's the case, think about it. The opposite is true, right? If a lot of wealthy people can lose their money, that means the non-wealthy person could become wealthy. Mm -hmm. So there are several ways that you, obviously, you know, there's a lot of self-made people. Business, right? Investing, right? Warren Buffett, I don't believe that he was handed wealth. He wasn't. He wasn't wasn't handed wealth. You can go back in his trajectory. He's pretty much self-made at the end of the day right there's so many self-made people out there so no you don't have to come from a wealthy family to become wealthy if you really want to do for me what i would say is you definitely need to really educate yourself Mm -hmm. in terms of of course of what area that you want to go into you have to have a level of discipline right and really have to have financial education you have to because like i said the same way that wealthy people can lose their money you can look, there's yachts out there, there's planes. How much do you think these things cost? They are not cheap. Millionaires can become bankrupt if you're not good with your money. So at the end of the day, you need to understand, you know, the principles of personal finance to be able to, you know, make sure you can get there, but then also maintain it in the future as well.
0: I like that one. That was was (laughs) a really good answer. I like that. Okay. And finally, if you're bad with money, can you ever become wealthy?
1: Ah, I think, honestly, I think, to me, I would say that's like driving blind, right? If you drive blind, are you going to crash? What's the likelihood? Mm. Probably, right? Yeah. It's the, same, it's the same principle, right? So if you're bad with money, the way I see it, no matter how much money you make, you're just going to spend it, right? Because you have to think of the psychology of it, right? If you're earning 50K right now, right, you have a certain lifestyle and whatnot. Once you start earning 60, 70, 80, you're going to want to improve the lifestyle. You're going to want to start flexing on people. Know, it's just normal, you know, right? Yeah. You want to start getting a new car. Yeah. You might want to upgrade into a bigger house or whatever. You might want to get new clothes or whatever. You don't realize that by doing that, you're actually potentially, what, what that's called, inflation is lifestyle inflation, right? Essentially the exact same thing. So I feel like if you, if you don't have those principles and you don't really practice those principles, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to become wealthy.
0: So what would you say is a good way for someone who would deem themselves as someone who's bad with money mm-hmm. to improve that? Because I feel like there are people out there who have almost allowed and said, this is me yeah. and if I can do about it. Yeah. And I feel like, no, you can change that. If you mm-hmm. feel like you're bad with money, you can switch that on his head. But what would you say to someone who says, I feel like I'm bad with money. How do I change that?
1: I would always say to somebody, start small. You know, it's not about like, you're not trying to go from A to to Z. I think it's really tough to do that. Start small. So like if you've got a savings goal or if you want to save for something and you feel like, let's say 500 pounds per month is too difficult for you, then you can start with 100, you can start with 50, right? I feel like what you're trying to do is you're trying to build habits, right? And for you to build habits, you have to start small. It's no different to the gym, right? You're not going to go to the gym and be like, yeah, I'm pushing, Hundred kg. Yeah, right? and
0: I'm just my first day here, and I'm just <laughs> exactly. picking up hundred
1: kg. Exactly, it's the same, same, same concept. At the end of the day, you have to start small, and then you you grow into it. So I always say to people, just start small. Second thing is get somebody to keep you accountable. I feel like if you have somebody, it's, it builds in a little bit of a fear, right? Okay, mm-hmm. this person's gonna ask me about this, right? And it's somebody that you trust, somebody that you're comfortable with. At the end of the day, I think is is important. So accountability is key, right? So those two things, and the third thing mm. is, you know what I don't like, right? When no. people say they can't do something,
0: mm. why why can't you?
1: If somebody else is doing, it, why can't you? It's true, right?
0: If anything, someone else doing it is proof that you can do it.
1: Exactly. So I don't I don't understand why a lot of people say can't. And you know the concept of oh this is me. Well, we always change, right? Like I don't get it. What if I was you're here? The
0: if I was 10-year-old Kia, we're in
1: big trouble. Okay, exactly. <laughs> We exactly. will grow. Exactly. I just don't know. I think um, sometimes people feel like for them to grow, um, it's a level of, ah, oh, I'm going to lose a part of yourself. No, not really. You're going to lose part of yourself. You're just adding to yourself. Exactly. That's what you do. You're not losing, you're adding to yourself. That's exactly. how I see
0: it. Yeah, I agree. And I think even if you reflect, if I reflect on myself even from university, like 18-year-old mm. Kia to now, I'm a different person just because you've gone through different life experiences. Yeah. Things change. What you want to achieve is different. I know me at uni just wanted to go and have fun and party and just live a life. Now I'm looking to build stuff and build my future. So obviously you just change. And I think, like you said, when, when I think to myself and money, when I was a teenager, I was very much like, I was a person who was getting money. Yeah, So I was selling in school, earning my money because I wanted to have the newest things. Okay. I wanted to, BlackBerry Messenger was a thing. I wanted a BlackBerry. I wanted everything that everyone had and I didn't want to, you know, have yeah. money be the barrier. But now I see money in a different way just because I've learned and I've grown. So I think you're absolutely right when yeah. you talk about. It's important. You
1: know what I mean? It's important just to understand that like we always change as people and there's nothing wrong with that at the end of the day. Nothing. right? Growth, there's nothing wrong with growth. And the, f- the other thing mm-hmm. that I was going to say and that complete, you know what? I think one of the biggest drivers of change is if you have a goal.
0: Mm. i think if you have
1: a goal no matter how big your goal is i think that's gonna also push you if you don't have like something to kind of aspire to is a bit tough mm-hmm. you're kind of just like okay whatever i just you know But if you're like okay i want to buy a house or i don't know i want to get a certain car or i want to go on holiday five times a year whatever right i think if you have that goal it's like okay cool i'm gonna do everything i can to to get there to so make sure i reach that yeah
0: no i love that let's go a bit more on to investing mm-hmm. and kind of Breaking out some of this jargon mm-hmm. that we see online, it's yeah. so one thing that I really enjoy mm-hmm. investing into. But I want you to help us break this down for okay. everyone. Is investing into stocks okay. that pay out dividends? Okay. So, in layman's terms, mm-hmm. what is a dividend stock?
1: <laughs> layman's So, yeah. you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this as simply as as possible. I don't like jargon yes. as one. Well, I, I think it's like unnecessary. So basically, a dividend stock is, I will say. A, let, let's not say dividend stock, let's let's talk about dividends So dividends basically is income shared with shareholders from from a company, right? So if you're invested in a company, they may, I'm not going to say all oh, because sometimes it, it can change They may share a part of their income with you So by calling it a dividend stock, you're basically saying that you're invested in a company where they'll pay you a shared income So that's basically what it is
0: Amazing, what are your thoughts on dividend stocks?
1: I like them I think they're good. I think that it's a nice way to have passive income. I have a few um, dividend investments uh, myself. Oh, something important that I forgot to say was that uh, when you get the dividends or income from the company, um, they normally, you normally get every every quarter. Sometimes you can get some that pay you monthly, As well, so some people like monthly, and then there's others that do maybe semi annually and then annual as well. But yeah, dividends, I I like them. What I would say is that a lot of the companies that do give out dividends slash income, um, they're a bit more mature. Um, So they're bigger companies that we know, like Mm -hmm. your apples and and your Coca Cola. So. I guess they're a bit more safer, mm-hmm. safer in, in, and again, you see when I am saying this, you know, investing is risk. Yes. Is, there's a risk there. So yes. when I'm doing that, I'm saying, there is no guarantees by the way. And I always like, you know, state this, but um, yeah, I think, I think that there is a element of safety with them. Um, again, you can, what you can do is you can keep on building your, your passive income to a point that when you want a f- financial freedom or, you know, you're retiring, you have, s- have some money coming in. So a lot of, a lot of people do that. It's, it's quite good. To yeah. Be yeah.
0: I think it's something where I've seen online, people don't really often talk about dividend stocks. We talk about investing and investing yeah. shares or bonds or whatever, but we don't really yeah. talk about, if you break it down, what yeah. can you yeah. invest in that will actually pay you out? And that's why I love yeah. about dividends and getting it from... Shares I invest in.
1: Yeah, it's it's quite, to be honest, it's nice. It is nice to see in your account. Oh, you got paid a dividend by so-and-so company by Apple yeah. or, or whatever. I got right? a
0: notification the other day actually. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, you, is that notification of your dividend payment. I said, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot about that. So, oh, yeah, love that. it's
1: quite nice. And you know what a, a good trick with it as well is when you get paid, you reinvest it so yeah. that you get more dividends mm-hmm. next time, right? Instead of spending it, you just keep on growing, growing, growing the dividends, as I was saying, to a point where, like, maybe almost in the future, you can replace your, your income at exactly. some point, right? Exactly. So that's, exactly. that's the idea with what you're trying to do. You're trying to get, you know, you're, you're almost investing the company to pay you on a, on a quarterly or monthly basis. It's, it's really fascinating, to be honest. I
0: think it's great. I think yeah. it's absolutely a great option. Another jargon term that we come across a lot. So see if we can break this down. Mm-hmm. Atto, what is compound interest? <laughs> what is compound interest? Tell us for the life of us. Explain it to us.
1: Yeah, you know what's so funny, right? I was thinking when I thought about this question, I was like, okay, how do I break it down? And you know what? The best way to break it down is, and I'll use an example, right? Is basically think of it like getting interest on top of interest, mm-hmm. right? So if, let's let's use a very simple example. So say you put 100 pounds in a bank account, right? And you got 10% per year, right? The first year they'll give you back 10 pounds, right? So that's 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 what you get back, right? Year 2, they'll give you 10 pounds, but they'll also give you 1 pound, right? 10% of the 10 that was already in there. So that's basically what compound interest is, right? So you keep on it just stacks As you leave your money So it's interest upon interest upon Mm -hmm. interest upon interest That's how I like to describe it I think that's the easiest way to describe what compound interest is
0: I think that's a great explanation But why should people be aware of compound interest when it comes to investing? I feel like it's always something that's coupled with You should invest because of compound interest But why? What, What is the link?
1: It's because ultimately what you're doing is you're Again, let's caveat this. With time, mm-hmm. over time, you're like think of it like a chart. You're almost saying to your money, it, it's like it starts off slow. It's like a little bit like a you know like a like a cliff of a chart, right? It starts off slow, 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 and then it skyrockets like that. So you, obviously, we said ten percent on the ten, right? Mm-hmm. Then year three, what are we doing? We're then doing ten percent on the ten percent on the ten percent. Okay, so it's just like it just keeps on compounding, right? That's why we say compound interest, right? You just get a multiplication upon multiplication upon multiplication. And then what that helps, what help, what that does, right? For you is that it helps your money grow over time without you pretty much doing nothing, mm-hmm. right? It's just, it's just working for you. So imagine like having like, again, this is even, this might even be a better example. Imagine like having one worker and then next year you get a second worker for free. And then thirdly, you get another work for free. Fourth, you're gonna be like, "This is amazing." I'm done anything different. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what 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 it is, and why it's important to invest in.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's a great example. When you yeah. use a worker one, I think yeah. if you didn't get it first time, yeah. that one should really that one should, help you that to that understand you. Yeah. compound interest. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. We were talking before we started recording. Mm. You had some numbers up in front of you.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's talk
0: about those numbers. I think they're, okay. they're good because people don't always know this. So yeah. talk me through the numbers. Go on.
1: Yeah, you know what's crazy about this? So I was doing, I was doing a bit of research. I love to do research with the numbers in terms of investing to show you that if you don't have to invest a lot to make a lot of money. So if you invest 300 pounds a month mm-hmm. and you get about a 10% return, which you can do. So the S&P 500 has given about 10% over like the last hundred years. Now, if you did that for, you know, 10 years, say you were 20 and you did that till about 30, you're like, okay, I'm going to withdraw the cash, right? You have 62K. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So instead, let's say you wanted to, mm, okay, I'm going to withdraw the money at 40 years. That's 230K. That's good. That's
0: quarter mil. Yeah, That's nice I would take really that.
1: At, right? I, I would definitely take that. Say, let's do this at 50 instead. 50 years. Just under, no, you do it, yeah. You you take it out at 50 years old, right? So okay, 20, well, so to, 20 50, to 50, so about 30, 30 years. years, yeah? Just under 700K. That's good. Wow, almost That's a million. Yeah. Almost a million there. But if you left it for another 10 years, right, and you took it out at about 60 years, 1.9 mil, 1.9 million. 1.9 million. You almost have 2 million.
0: Do you know how comfortable that retirement that's could crazy. be? Forget about any other pension pots you have. You're just talking about just that investment. Yeah. That's
1: crazy It's that mad. Is. It's, it's insane. And this is the power of compound interest. You know mm, what I mean? It's, yeah. It's, like I said, workers, right? Multiply. But that's going on overdrive because you're doing it for 40 years, right? Yeah. Imagine 40 years of just that. And consistently investing. That's the power of it. It's insane.
0: I think that's crazy. Like to think that you could literally become a millionaire just from investing. Forget about anything else you have going on, just from doing that and get to retirement age. Even if you like today, you could really get there. That's crazy.
1: It's insane. It's insane. And I think this just shows why, you know, consistency and discipline is key, right? You'll get your rewards, but you just got to be patient, you know, got to be disciplined a lot of like, and you know what? It's it's, it's Instagram. I get it. I, I get it. You wanna you know you wanna <laughs> floss and all of that when you're younger. I get it. But there's nothing wrong with taking you know the slow route as well. Nothing wrong. And getting it. there eventually, becoming a millionaire eventually, right? If you're a millionaire in your sixties, who's gonna sniff at that?
0: No right? one's gonna say anything. You'll be on your private jet chilling. Exactly. I'll be happy with that. At 60? Exactly. I won't lie.
1: Exactly. So that's the power of investing and combat interest, and why I talk about it a lot, and why. I feel like it's now is a better time than ever because of how easy it is to get into investing mm. with a low barrier to entry.
0: Atto, amazing. Thank you. I feel like those numbers help yeah. to pull everything that we said so far yeah. in and kind of put it in perspective for people. Yeah. So I want to ask you before we wrap up, what would be some of your it's going to be a two-fold question. So mm-hmm. what would be some of your key pieces of advice to anyone who's listening mm-hmm. when it comes to investing, but just growing their wealth and kind of investing in themselves. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about investing, we spoke about it earlier, but what are some apps that people can have a look at as well?
1: So I would say in terms of investing, if you, I've probably been investing for six, seven years now. At this point, I even invested in Bitcoin early 2017. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. so I've been about, I've been You've the been highs about. Wow. Do you know what I mean? But I would say uh, with it, my approach to even that was start slowly. So just invest little amounts that like, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's like 30 pound, 20 pound here and there, right? And then what that allows you to do is it allows you to start educating yourself. Obviously, listen to episodes like this. Listen to, you know, pennies to pounds. You've got to definitely educate yourself. It's very, very important um, to to educate yourself. And speak to people about it, right? Because yeah. there might be other people who are investing, you know, get into WhatsApp groups, get into. There's actually a good website. I use StockTwits. Mm-hmm. It's basically Twitter for investing. It's nice. amazing. So you can just like read other people's analysis, you know, comment on there, ask people questions. So what you're trying to do, right, is you're trying to learn from other people, right? And go to events. Again, very, very important. Start networking with people. Start, you know, maybe going and visiting people that do what you do. Mm -hmm. I think it's very, very important, Um, especially in the investing world. I think it's it's, it's quite important because then that's going to just accelerate like your journey. But yeah, I would always say start small. Don't go big because it's often, you're probably going to make a mistake is the truth, right? you are got to be like, okay, I'm going to put like a grand on Tesla. And then when it starts going down, you're going to be like. No, your heart's going to be
0: pumping out your exactly, chest.
1: Exactly, exactly. You need to like ease yourself into it because investing is not for the faint hearted. That's the truth, right? It's not for the faint hearted. In the first two, three years, you could be losing money. But in, the f- in five years, you could be making money. And mm-hmm. that's just, you know, just how it is, right? Because the world is... It's crazy, right? You just never know what's going to happen. So I always say, start small, make sure that you educate yourself. And then in terms of apps, oh, there's so many, like, I feel like these days, my, I started, I started with Fidelity. So mm-hmm. I like Fidelity. Um, Fidelity doesn't, I don't think they have an app, but they were quite good because I was able to invest in uh, what you call uh, index funds, which is basically similar to like stocks. Um, it's just like, Oh, I'm gonna have to explain this is yes, it? Yes <laughs> you are I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> um, so index fund is basically it's no different to a stock it's just like a collection of stocks but the stocks that you're invested in is um, basically part of what they call an index and an index is like basically a list right it's like think of like uh, you know how you got like Forbes 30 right they've got something similar for companies right so in the UK we've got something called like the FTSE 100 so it's like the biggest 100 companies um in the uk so you can invest in those 100 companies in like one investment so that's basically what an index fund is um so fidelity is quite good i've 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 used that in the past that was actually my first platform that i used that was quite good um i can't remember what their minimum was but it wasn't a lot like i think you could invest like 50 or 100 pounds a month so it wasn't like crazy Uh, i use trading 212 right now um, again, not recommendation. Uh, have a uh, look at that. Uh, trade into 212. 2, why that's quite good, you can invest from one pound. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is quite a good uh, start app. And you can also do demos and stuff like that. Just practice with fake money as well. And uh, Vanguard is good. Vanguard is very similar to Fidelity. So it's really your choice, like fees and stuff like that um, to see. Uh, and then free trade is good too. Also cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, also I'll say cheap prices are going up. So if you want to get in there, get in there quickly. But yeah, I'll say trading 212, Fidelity and Vanguard are definitely like beginner, like apps to to, to, to take a look at.
0: Atto, thank you so much. You've provided so many gems (laughs) in this episode. I feel like anyone who was unsure about investing or had some jargon in their head that they didn't really understand. Hopefully this episode has been a good one to dispel that for you. But before you leave us Atto, where can people find you? Where can you listen to your podcast? Tell us everything.
1: So, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Yep, yeah, Twitter. I'm still on Twitter, Savvy Wallet. Twitter <laughs> is Savvy Wallet One. I, I was trying to think, like, how do I say that? Twitter Savvy Wallet One, but everywhere else is Savvy Wallet. Um, and then you can find my podcast, Takeaway Experience, on all platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also on YouTube.
0: Amazing. I awesome. thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you. And thank you me. to
0: everyone listening and watching. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Bye, guys.